Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, Biden is trying his absolute darndest to start, I don't know, World War III here. <laughs> I tell you, folks, it's not funny. I just, it, it, the, the amount of crap that we have to put up with from this administration and uh, just... Uh, it's it's a complete and utter disaster. Remember, Trump was supposed to be, oh, the dangerous one. Trump was supposed to be the one who was, you know, putting other nations on alert for World War III. And turns out that that's, uh, I mean, we got an international incident here because the president of the United States takes to the podium and has the audacity to have a press conference. And, you know, I'd been, maybe I need to rethink this. Sometimes I would have a little bit, maybe too much fun at the cost of this current administration by saying they're hiding the president. They did this during the campaign in the basement. Maybe I need to think about this. I, I mean, it's all fun and games until something really bad happens. In fact, Rand Paul, where is that? Oh, I need to pull this up here. Rand Paul says that <laughs> it's dangerous, and I he's not wrong here it's just it's remarkable where we find ourselves folks and there's so many lessons here for people who do not pay close attention to politics Rand paul said uh senator from kentucky of course dangerous to the country for biden to be talking in public <laughs> that's a headline from breitbart um Rand paul appeared on hugh hewitt's program and and made those comments and he's not not wrong I mean, it's it's not wrong, and we'll get into it, unpack it. I I had that soundbite ready to go yesterday. I just, I don't know. I wanted to, there were so many things in that speech to talk about. Today we can talk about this borderline international incident. Now we got the Ukrainian president, uh, Zelensky, responding. I mean, this is, this is a... An embarrassment for the folks who say, for the folks who say, you know what, it's good to have a Democrat in office, it's good to have Trump out of office, it's good to have Biden in office, whatever, so that we don't have to have, we don't have to be embarrassed of our country. Give me a break. This is, <laughs> this is beyond embarrassing. This is, da- it is dangerous. It is dangerous what Biden said. Now they're trying to clean it up, explain it backpedal, whatever else, but it is an unmitigated disaster. By the way, welcome to the program. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Thoughts, questions, feedback, and as always, adoration and praise accepted at that email address. You can also follow um, our family on our truth on the truth tour. It's not our truth tour. It's not, it's not our truth. I, it's one of my pet peeves is when I hear people say my truth, I just, truth, my friends, is not relative. Our, uh, 
implies a degree and and that usage of relativity as though it's true. Now, there are things that might be true about an individual that's not true about another individual, but we're talking about general truth. Anyway, the truth tour is about truth in general. It has nothing to do with me. Even if I decided not to believe in it, it would not cease to be it would not cease to be true. But you can follow us on our truth tour, community.toddhuffshow.com, and we need to get some things up there. We've had a lot of got a lot of stuff to put up there. I just haven't uh, haven't done a good job of that. We're shifting gears. We're actually making some headway here and some things that'll make the program better in the days, weeks, and months to come. So Let's play first this clip, this very short clip from Biden answering questions. And of course, we knew, we knew that his team of, of uh, advisors, you know, I, I hesitate to say the word handlers. I don't like to say that, but I, people who try to give this guy some sort of uh, roadmap of what to say. Now, of course, of course, the people that tell you what to say really try to teach you the art of saying a bunch of words with never, ever actually saying anything. Um, so, you know, they are just completely terrified at the idea of Biden taking the podium, and rightfully so. But now they shouldn't be the only ones who are terrified. The rest of us should be terrified as well. So Biden trying to do his best to give Russia... Um, what amounts to a red line on Ukraine. And what he's trying to communicate is, well, I, I don't even know if I want to say what he's trying to communicate because he he tried to clarify that today, and we'll, we'll talk about that and play some of that as well. Um, but the, the message here should be, how about this? It should be we're not going to stand for Russian aggression against anyone, any ally, including Ukraine, who may actually be in the crosshairs right now. There's a lot of indications that Russia, and who knows? I mean, Russia could be playing, you know, mind games or just this is this is not new to Russia. Um, but they may also, it's also not new to Russia to actually invade. So Biden at the podium doing his best, making his best attempt here to to say something, but then realizing I don't want Russia to take, you know, to think. I I think what he was trying to do, I think what he was trying to do was was to measure it, to to bring it back in, not not to because we're not going to take action if Russia, I don't know, just kind of thumbs its nose at us to kind of test us. And then Biden's afraid, I think, of looking weak if it's a big enough thing to get our attention but not something that they deem to be an appropriate action for some sort of retaliation, which, of course, is not going to be, well, almost certainly not going to be military, uh, military reaction or retaliation come in the form of some sort of economic or sanctions. You know how this is this is played and, and Russia will appeal to the... UN or whatever this this stuff will go on and nothing ever gets done. This is one of the many many problems of organizations like the UN and of course um, these folks who are globalists who think that we can actually just um, you know have more of that sort of thing. But anyhow, here's Biden trying to 
explain that he's serious, but not serious enough to worry about what he would consider small incursions. Actually, the term he uses minor incursions. So let's listen to Biden. This is what kicked all this off on Wednesday when he came out of his basement to give this this uh, press conference. Here it is. So I think what you're going to see uh-huh. is that it, Russia will be held accountable uh-huh. if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It depends. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. So, I- so it depends if it's a minor incursion, he says. <laughs> it depends. So that was the comment. Um, and so from there, uh, all sorts of political, if you will, hell has kind of broken off from this. Again, um, yesterday morning, our time here in the U.S., President Zelensky tweets this out. We want to remind the great powers that there are no minor incursions and small nations. He's right. Just as there are no minor casualties and little grief from the loss of loved ones. I say this as president of a great power. So now the whole the whole script is flipped, if you will, on Biden. Now we've got, I mean, folks, we have interviews where I think Kamala, was Kamala on one of these shows with, uh, Gail King. I I can't keep these these morning shows. It's the same thing to me. I mean, it's 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 this. Uh, I don't know this soft, friendly introduction. You know, kind of sit around the coffee table, giggling, sipping your whatever, whatever people sip coffee. I don't I don't drink coffee, but you sit around the table with your buddies and you just get casually introduced to liberalism. Um, for the whoever's you know, take your pick, Savannah Guthrie, uh, Gail King. I don't even know the names anymore. I don't watch these stupid shows, but that's kind of the 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 format here. Kamala was on there with one of them. I, I saw her on here with one of these folks being asked. I think it was Gail King. What was Gail King on? I know she's on here. Here she is with uh, Savannah Guthrie, and. I want to play this bite. Let me make sure I get the right one because there's a shorter one. Now, here she is with Gail King as well. Um, but the one with one with uh, Gail King is the one I want to play, I believe. Now, I, now I'm not sure. We'll do that after the break because now i got to listen to these and figure out which one I wanted to play. But now we have to answer for this. Right now, the United States, when the president of the United States was talking, um... On Wednesday, Putin was listening. Putin was listening, and he heard the pre- he heard our president say, "Well, you know, I mean, if they're going to be effectively just a little bit aggressive, I mean, you know, we may not do anything. If they're going to be, I mean, th- this this just reminds me of so much that's wrong with liberalism when it comes to issues of." national defense and or the defense of our allies and interests around the world. I'm not somebody that wants to, you know, go to war. Um, that that is that is something that should be, you know, reserved for just a last option, right? But at the same at the same time, we can't be so weak and so manby pamby that we just don't uh, th- that we 
empower someone like Vladimir Putin. So because of the comments he made Wednesday, yesterday, Biden has to go out there and try to clarify. Now, Biden doesn't know what he's trying to say, um, but he's trying to clarify because there's political blowback. I mean, we're getting tweets basically to our president from another president saying, hey, you know, what do you mean minor incursion? Hey, what do you mean? Are you indicating that, suggesting that we're a small, worthless nation? <laughs> I mean, what are you really trying to say, President Biden? I mean, is it okay if, if Putin comes in and takes a few miles of our territory? I mean, can he take five miles or ten? Can he march to the capital city as long as he doesn't fire his weapon? I mean, what what are we supposed to, like, where, where is the line here? I mean, this is this is very vague. This is not the kind of rhetoric you would expect to come from a superpower. And and here we are. I mean, here's Biden. I mean, I'm going to play. Here's Biden sitting at a, uh, you know, answering questions, trying to clarify this yesterday. Here it is. Mm-hmm. I've been absolutely clear. You've not been clear. Putin. He has no misunderstanding. If any, that any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an invasion. But it will be met with severe and coordinated economic response that I've discussed in detail with our allies, as well as laid out very clearly for President Putin. But there is no doubt, let there be no doubt at all. That let there be no doubt. Russia will pay a heavy price. There's also there you go. I mean that's that's the gist of it. Let Russia let it be known. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe if you would have said that clearly Wednesday night, it would be clear already, folks. I just I just look back at this, and I'm going to take a break here. But I look back at 2020, and and I know. I know that there was a lot of hatred for Trump, and I know that that's ultimately um, that's what they campaigned on. There, there is it should be as clear in this administration at this time, clearer than any other point. I, I mean this at any other point in my lifetime with the sitting president and his party in power that they literally have absolutely no mandate. They have no mandate. The American people or the, the folks that voted for these uh, this, this cast of characters to run this nation, they did not vote for this. They did not vote for this weakness. They did not vote for this ineptitude. They did not vote for the things that they're trying to push through Congress, um, like the Build Back Better plan, the Freedom to Vote Act, and all this sort of stuff. They didn't vote for the Senate to remove the filibuster. None of this stuff was even really campaigned upon. What we what was campaigned upon, if you remember, go back, go back in history, not very far, but you go back in history a year, year well, I guess a year and a half probably to the close to two years now with the campaign. But you go back in time and you you look at what was campaigned upon. And what was it? It was Trump's killing people through COVID. It was Trump's the devil and is going to start World War III. It was, uh, you know, our democracy's under assault. Trump's a fascist Nazi dictator and we are hanging by a thread, right? And, and just negative, negative hatred for Trump. There wasn't a debate 
about the issues, the direction of this country. There was not a debate on that. Now, I'm not under any – I'm not you know, delusional here. I know that there are some people that voted for Biden who are radical leftists, but folks, those are those are the folks who are in the very, very small minority. As I said yesterday in this recent Rasmussen poll of likely voters – just a week or two, well, recently, a few days ago, found that 60%, 6-0, of Americans who are likely to vote in this upcoming election are somewhat or, well, believe Biden has been somewhat or very unsuccessful in his term as president. That's 60%. Folks, as I went through these numbers yesterday so brilliantly and explained and articulated what these numbers really mean, Folks, there's very few people who even think that this guy should be anywhere, rem- maybe not even in the city of Washington, D.C. If he can see the White House, that may be too close for some people. They, The average person understands, and it's what we're dealing with, and it's not just that he's, you know, again, I don't take pleasure in saying this. It's not just that he's um, not qualified doesn't have the mental capacity again i i truly do not like to say this it's it's a personal thing it's it's sad to see for any human being but i mean this is the leader of our country we have to be able to speak freely about this and 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 identify what the problems are this is clearly a problem but it is not just that if you go back through history and you look at biden's speeches and positions we are not dealing we are not dealing with a we're just not dealing with a, a a great man. We're just not. I mean, you go back and you look at some of the stuff, and I'm not I'm not here to defend everything you know Trump's done in his life. That's not the point. But you go back and you look at the campaigns that Biden has run throughout his life, and you look at some of the positions and some of the statements he's made. And I don't even mean the the gaffes, which inter- entertain me to no end. Um, just. <laughs> Some of the things that he's he's said and done, I mean, he he plagiarized speeches when he ran as a candidate for president back in the in the eighties. I mean, when he had when he was more capable mentally, and again, I take no pleasure in that saying that he was still not a guy that was operating with high degree of morality, in my estimation. Right, and I don't even expect. Really, I don't expect much in today's politicians. I, they've they've disappointed so many times. I mean, the the bar is very low. But even with that low bar, he didn't he didn't reach it. He didn't he didn't uh, meet the expectations. But it's the ideology, it's the it's the demonization of political enemies. Um, it's engaging in identity politics incessantly it's trying to divide and conquer it's misrepresenting what we're really dealing with when it comes to voting in this country i mean he basically he's basically said that republicans are trying to uh to be racist by the way if you noticed in his speech uh, a couple weeks ago trying to get the stupid voter freedom to vote act passed and i gotta i take a break here but just really quickly Every person he mentioned to not be like Bull Connor, uh, 
oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the uh, the governor of Alabama as well, George. I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank. But all the people that he mentioned to not be like were Democrats. They, they truly they were. He's a be like. Oh, he, Jefferson Davis. He mentioned as well. Don't be like Jefferson Davis, the Democrat. Be like Abraham Lincoln, the Republican. This is why they want you to think that there was a great switching of parties. I mean, give me a break. That's not what happened here. Um, throughout the course of history. But the bottom line is, it's we. there's times when these gaffes are humorous. There are times when they are somewhat dangerous. And then there's times when literally, as some people are saying, that he's, uh, by by measuring his response or, you know, by saying basically to the Russians, um, as long as you don't, as long as you only have a minor incursion, it's it's kind of okay. We won't be too hard on you. Um, <laughs> I mean, that kind of plays his hand. It's 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 just it's sad. It's dangerous. People didn't vote for this. This is a teachable lesson here. There's there's going to be a president after an election. So for the folks who didn't vote, for the folks that thought that they didn't want to vote for Trump because they didn't want to vote for something he said 15 years ago or whatever. It's just so, to me, missing the point because you're, by extension, allowing these other folks with dangerous ideas and dangerous candidates and a dangerous worldview to not have, you know, to, to have one less person standing in their way between running a country and leading us towards uh, an anti-American way of life Authoritarian authoritarianism and the like. I got to break really long in this segment. Quick time out, my friends. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at Smalling Masonry, folks. It is cold in Indiana. It is that time of year when you might be running your chimney your wood-burning stove. Gary and his team um, have taken care of ours in the past. They've, they would continue to do it, but we sold the house, so we don't have one at the moment. But uh, they cleaned our uh, fireplace, our chimney, last year and actually taught us how to use the wood burner. It was an older unit. I've shared that on here before. Made a tremendous amount of difference to heat that home, and I really, really... Love that heat. Miss that heat when we need the heat. Don't need it too much in Florida, by the way. But anyway, so Gary Smalling, Smalling Masonry. If you're looking to have someone help clean your chimney or anything pertaining to to chimney needs, reach out and give Gary and his team a call at Smalling Masonry. Be sure to tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So this is a really short segment. My fault. I got going. I was telling Oz during the break. I just... I lost track of time when I start talking about some of these things. So, but really quickly, I mentioned Kamala out there too. I mean, the White House, th- this is this is as serious as it gets for the left. I mean, they're okay if they're, if they're driving up gas prices, if they're, you know, hurting the economy. I mean, they they, they can find ways to make that politically help them in the short term in some cases. Until an election comes around, then they get nervous about that too. 
but they can play games with the numbers and all these sorts of things, and the media is not talking about things. But when you start talking about things where, <clears throat> excuse me, the president of a foreign country is tweeting, president of an ally of a foreign, you know, foreign country who's an ally, tweeting, uh, basically saying, "Hey, Mr. President, um, just want to say here that we're not an insignificant little country who can, was, you know." We're not really going to put up with a minor incursion, a, a little invasion from Russia. And so they're out hitting the circuit trying to get in front of this thing. Of course, probably at some point, if they haven't already, going to make it worse because, again, we're not dealing with – well, we're dealing with the wrong people here. Let's just get straight to the, the problem. So she's on with – what is this? The Today Show? I don't know. Again, these shows are all the same to me. Savannah Guthrie, I knew I had seen this – conversation when they get the split screen and Kamala's on there. They don't even want Joe. They they say, Joe, you messed this up, man. We're going to send Kamala out there. I don't even know why they think that that's a good thing, but they're going to send Kamala out there to fix this problem as well. And I want you to listen to this exchange again. Keep in mind, keep in mind who these folks who are asking these questions voted for. Make no mistake. Savannah Guthrie voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. hundred percent. I mean, I didn't see the ballot, but I'm 100% certain that that's the case. So listen to this exchange and listen, of course, to Kamala Harris, who I contend is perhaps the most unlikable politician in modern times. It's a toss-up between, I think, her and Hillary, to be candid. But here we go. Kamala being questioned by Savannah Guthrie, leftist media outlet, uh, NBC Today Show. Ukrainian officials uh, reportedly heard these words from President Biden with alarm. I know the White House tried to clarify it uh, and clean it up afterwards, but was the damage done? You can't unring the bell. Is Vladimir Putin likely to listen to a later statement from the White House press secretary or the words of President Biden? That's a good question, actually. I will repeat myself. Oh, boy. And I'm vice president of the United States. Are you? And the president and I work closely together, and I know his position so because he's been consistent in that regard. Consistent? If... Vladimir Putin mm-hmm. and Russia takes aggressive action, it will be met with a cost that will be severe. Okay, there you go. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a good question by Savannah. I got to I got to give her kudos there. Um, you know, is the is the president is Putin going to listen to the president when he talks or to the press secretary the next the next day? It's actually a pretty fair question because Given that Biden isn't the one making, you know, calling the shots, I don't know who, maybe Putin doesn't listen to Biden. I don't know. I mean, that's, maybe there's more to that question than I first thought that, that, uh, that meets the eye. But just the smugness, I, I tell you, just the arrogance that's reeking out of this White House is just, is a lot to handle. And about what? You know, I found that most arrogant people, there's a difference between arrogance and confidence. Arrogance is having to tell someone else that you're better. Confidence is when you just know. You know, I don't need to tell anybody. I know, and I'm whatever. If you're an athlete and you want to have a little gamesmanship and, and trash talking and all that stuff, smack talking, I, I'm okay with that. I like the Larry Bird stuff, the Michael Jordan stuff, the Kobe Bryant stuff. But this is different. This is arrogance. And arrogance, in my estimation, in my experience, usually serves people who, well, People who are very <laughs> are not really confident. 
they need to try to convince you so your response will help them feel better about themselves. Confident people don't need – they don't need people to think a certain thing because they know what's true themselves. They know that they're competent, um, a, 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 a confident Christian knows who his or her identity is in. They, we know that we're created in the image of God, called by God. Empowered by God, and that's a that's a that's a thing that should really instill confidence in people. Arrogance is what this sounds like, and it's not becoming, and it is really, I think, an indication of just how inept they know that they are, how much over their head they are here, creating problems left and right for all of us to deal with. Quick time out, my friends. Back here in mere moments. Welcome back, my friends. If, with your permission here, I'm going to switch switch gears a little bit because um, I actually saw something that I was really kind of uh, impressed with. And, and kudos to uh, this individual for stepping into the lion's den here. Um, individual is Matt Walsh. Goes on the Dr. Phil show. I guess that's what this thing's called, Dr. Phil. Um, I don't watch this stuff. I've seen him. I'm familiar. I just, I guess it is called the Dr. Phil show. So he's on here uh, on a panel. I, I don't know. There, there's two transgender people and Matt Walsh, and they're facing each other. So, first of all, he's there by himself. There's two transgender people. I don't know if Dr. Phil is intentionally trying to stack the deck or if he's saying it's going to take two people um, who are going to make one argument to debate someone who's going to make another. I mean, I don't know what's going on here except to say that's the setup. Now, Matt Walsh is, if you've read or followed or whatever, anything that he's, he, he talks about transgenderism a lot and it's an important issue in today's world it's important in our schools that's important in our lives it's it's just important that we maintain maintain the ability to accept and communicate truth now that doesn't mean that we have to completely i don't know destroy someone who is transgender or whatever. I mean, there's still people created in the image of God and they're human beings just like the rest of us. They're no more or less, you know, worthy of the love of God than anyone else, right? So, but we have to be able to say, look, that words mean things. Rush Rush used to say that and it's profoundly simple but also profound profoundly profound if I can say it that way. Um but Words mean things, and I just I'm going to set this up. I'm going to take a break here. We're going to play it after the after the, the timeout. But he's he does a fantastic job here, and I just want you to listen to the response. I want you to listen to his question and this exchange, and it is. The most basic of questions that someone could ask 
for someone who's trying to advance the transgender movement. The most basic question you could ask someone, something that should be an answer that these that folks could <laughs> Oz had a alert go off there. But something that you ought to be able to recite in your sleep. It's like asking a Christian who is Jesus or what is the story of the gospel? It's, I mean, it's that basic, right? Who is God sort of thing. So I want to play this after the break. I don't want to do it now because I want to give us enough time to where I don't have to interrupt it. So quick time out. When we get back, Matt Walsh, uh, his appearance on Dr. Phil. And I want you to listen to this exchange he has with uh, a couple of transgender individuals. The questions he asks, one particular question in general, but just listen to this and it should be, Make it crystal clear. This is what happens when truth is spoken, my friends. When truth is spoken, the people who are advancing something that is not true are absolutely speechless. Quick time out. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So let's get right to this. I don't have a ton of time here. This is, again, um, where'd you go? Here we go. This is, this is a little bit long, but it's, I think, worth listening to this exchange. This is Matt Walsh on Dr. Phil talking with, well, having a debate, discussion, a panel, whatever, um, about transgenderism. And there's two transgender... Uh, people in this group and just one of um, what he's cisgender, I guess, Matt Walsh. So I can't even talk about these things. Sometimes I don't even know what that, I need a, I need a map, a diagram to keep some of this stuff straight today. So I just want you to listen to this truth. I'm telling you is a powerful force. It leaves opponents of truth speechless. And I think we should be able to say this, Without saying that we hate the people who are transgender, they are no less worthy or more worthy of the love and grace of God than anyone else, right? They are as much human as anyone else and not more human or whatever. But truth needs to be spoken. I just want you to listen to the response here. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel, actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl— well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. It's like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. Because but, it's not for me you to catch say. catch that? I, womanhood looks different for everybody. But do you, what do you define a woman as? An adult human female. And what does a female mean? Someone with female reproductive organs. Okay. Someone who's, you know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we could dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were okay. because it's, in, it's down in, it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. Interesting. So I'm trying to understand. Your definition is that a woman is someone who is female, you said, right? Correct. Gotcha. Is okay. a biological female. So what happens if we have maybe someone who is female? identifies as a woman, right? You know, cisgender woman, right? As you explained, as you just explained, maybe doesn't have the ability to reproduce. 
maybe doesn't have those organs that you're talking about that are reproductive organs. I have answered the question. You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not myself. You used the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people who- That describes what? Yes. What? People who identify as a woman. But what? Identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. Each woman, each man, each person is going to have a different relation with their own gender identity and define it differently. And so trans women are women. They get applause, by the way. That's applauded. And you want to hold on. You want to reduce. Listen, listen. You want to reduce. You want to reduce women. You want to reduce men down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, our chromosomes, right? That's what you're saying. What you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood okay. and turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. Okay. So a lot there. I kept my comments to myself to let you hear. Well, mostly. <laughs> but the, the question was never answered. The question was never answered. There has to be a definition. Otherwise, what are you claiming? What are you claiming to be? Why even use a word? I mean, we have entered into the bizarro universe. I mean, whether you think men can be women or not, the word means something. The word means something. And it should, it should be, uh, I mean, if someone can't even give you any ideas to what it means, then I don't know that they're really the ones we should be listening to describing who should be man or woman. I, I think, Forget about all – try to move, remove all the emotions from this and, and, and you know, all the stuff that comes with it. I mean, you have – you should be able to define what you mean by words. Words mean things. They have – there's dictionaries. Yeah, and I know that those dictionaries get changed from time to time when it's convenient for people like Fauci and the leftists. But these words mean things, and you, you can't define it, it – a woman is what a woman says it is or whatever. Like this is just – it doesn't even – you don't use words to def- define themselves. I mean this – it's so obvious that there's a massive problem logically here just with this discussion. And I wanted to, to show you that because I thought that demonstrated what happens. That demonstrates what happens when truth is exposed and people who are arguing something other than truth, they really have nothing but sophistry to offer in return. I think we should be able to say that. Without being accused of hating people, folks, that's obviously not what this is about. Quick time out. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, look, I just wanted to end with that. I know it's changing gears here a little bit, but it's important. There's the political battle. There's all. There's also the cultural battle going on as well and there's an intersection of those battles where you're not in some circles uh, folks want to use the power of government to say you can't express your own thoughts and opinions on these things and we've that's that of course should never be the case but um, uh, we have to be able to stand up for truth without you, know, you don't you don't have to hate someone who, Maybe it's transgender. I I just don't. I mean, I, but 
to say that that suddenly makes us that, that someone is you know transgender suddenly should make us rethink our definitions of of gender. I mean, Matt Walsh is right. I mean, an X X chromosome child is uh, female. XY is male. I mean, this is talk about following the science, folks. I mean, that's that's following the science. And him standing up for it, I thought he did a, a very good job. That's what it looks like standing up for truth. I gotta go. SDG, have a great weekend. See you Monday.